And now, it's time for the Shake and Blake Show live on Wildcat 91.9. I love it. Say it one more time. Shake and bake! Shake and bake. Shake and bake. Shake and bake. Shake it! Bake it! Does that feel good? Yeah. It rhymes. They're both birds. Awesome. Blake Crawford. The Shake and Blake Bowl. It's at Bell Snyder Family Stadium. It's just our faces on center field. John Grove. I think for K-State, in order to be successful, you're going to have to open up that passing game. Bring you all things K-State sports and even more. And it's Shake and Bake time. Welcome, everybody, into the Shake and Blake Show live on Wildcat 91.9. My name is Blake Crawford alongside John Grove. As always, John, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I was a lot, I was really energetic heading into the radio station because it's just kind of a gloomy day. And then when I was a little too energetic, I was just a little too ready. Then I listened <laughs> to Dawson Wagner with the news, and it was just like, oh, man, just. Just inject this into my vein. Just it's like a it's like a meditation. It's just like those meditation moments where it just gives me the opportunity to well, relax. He, yeah, you definitely hit us if you if uh, if you've missed it. Dawson Wagner giving us the news update every hour. Um, hit us with some kind of lo-fi, you know, beast to study two vibes for mm-hmm. the weather. Um, so if you're first time listening again, the Shake and Blake Show, Blake Crawford alongside John Grover, K State Sports Podcast. So um, no Chief stuff, and definitely definitely not any Broncos stuff, John. Um, <laughs> John's a Broncos fan, if you don't know. we got a great show lined I, up for you. I have no inspiration. <laughs> no hope at all. Oh, man. Uh, or, I mean, if you miss, if you uh, want to hear us talk about the Big 12 Championship, we actually already talked about it on our um, online exclusive episodes of the show that go out on Monday, so make sure to check that out. Just look up Shake and Blake wherever you get your podcast. But in this show, we're going to be kind of, you know, talking about the season in general. We're going to rank our top five moments from the season um, as well as we'll recap men's and women's basketball, their games over the past week, and then we're bringing back K-State Sports Trivia, John. That's right. Finally, like, we don't have – we're not, like, crunched for time because we got an interview with somebody from the other team. we got to talk about our own stuff and then also what basketball was doing. And Wamigo football. And Wamigo well. football, and then volleyball and soccer were doing their thing at the same time. So it's start, Chaos. It's, it's starting to kind of slow down a little bit in the sports world, which is good for us because we have more, uh, you know, more time to get specific on certain things. Um, before we kind of get about into the football season and rank our top five moments, make sure you're following us on Twitter at ShakenBlake785 on Twitter. Uh, make sure to leave a review if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're following the podcast as well. It's just one button to click right at the very top of the page. So we'd appreciate that. And uh, we'll be back on Monday. Um, online only, not on Wildcat 919. Make sure to check out Run It Back with Jasmine Halliburton and John Grove yeah. Monday nights for um, all that stuff, but we'll be back. Me and John will be back Monday morning to recap the men's basketball game against Incarn- Incarnate Ward. Incarnate um, Word. W- yeah. You said it like Ward. Is it Word? Is it W O R D? Yeah, it's Word. Oh, I, I spelled it as Ward. That's just that's just the I, type of I, week I, I've been I, having, John. I, I thought of it as Incarnate World when okay. I first heard of his school. I like that better, honestly. Shout out to uh, my tennis coach, though. He is assistant. Well, one of my former tennis coaches, he is an assistant right now at Incarnate Word Dang. as well. So. How about that? Really cool stuff. Really cool stuff. All right, let's get to it, John. Your 2022 K-State Wildcats are Big 12 champions. It's been about six days since that crazy game happened. Just how does it feel that your our K-State Wildcats are Big 12 champions? Has your heart recovered yet? The heart has recovered, not my emotions, because it's, I mean, it's just still settling in. I mean, look, for any school not named Oklahoma or Texas or any of, like, the other Big 12 
championship contenders we've seen throughout the past few years, like Oklahoma State. I mean, you'll see a Baylor and TCU occurring every year. I mean, for me, it's like a it's a deep breath of relief just being on top of the being being on the king's throne, right? Like the the, the big chair. And the next thing you know, you, you just point out to everybody and you, you're you're holding Hypnotoad by his head, yelling, <laughs> Is this your king? Is this your king? Um, but uh back to really what I, how I was feeling about it, I mean yeah, I mean it was just mainly a sight a sign of relief and uh I mean with all the questions regarding to the players, the coaching staff, if this team was actually capable enough to make him the Big Twelve championship, that's all been answered. For me, it was it was K State able to make the conference championship. It was. Now we get to see them contend in the Big 12 championship against a TCU team, in which they all thought they had a sh- shot to beat uh, if they played the second time. And I mean, it. But the story writes itself out. This was everything Chris Kleiman to build up towards. A lot of the star players we see on our team, including Will Howard or even you know Julie Sprints from the transfer portal. These are guys Chris Kleiman recruited. These are his dudes that have he's he's grown with as a coach at K State. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, we talked about it on our, our like preseason shows. You know, if not now, when? You know, with twenty eight seniors, and you know, well, grad transfer Adrian Martinez at the time. Um, how ignorant we were to what we had as a backup quarterback. But, um, I mean, this was the year to do it because, you know, next year a lot of people are going to be graduating, and it seems like, you know, the transfer portal, obviously, Deion Sanders will probably prove, based on what he's doing at Colorado, (laughs) that you can turn around a program in one year, and it's not just in basketball. We'll see. That'll be a really interesting storyline to follow what he'll do next year um, for Colorado football. But um, it'll be different. It'll definitely be different next year. So it's just great to cherish the seniors that are here this year. You don't know who's going to come back next year in terms of a Deuce Bond and a Felix Ndike Uzama. So I mean, it's just gonna. It's just been great to watch them. It's going to be great to watch them one more time in the Sugar Bowl against Bama. Bama of all teams. Um, but you're right. With all the massive changes that are occurring in the landscape of college football, especially with NIL. I mean, you're talking about a lot of players going to some of these big-time programs. Uh, with last year, especially being the likes of USC, uh, LSU was racking up a lot of recruits as well. Seeing that as well with Deion Sanders in Colorado, which is a little bit a little bit different, a little bit unsettling, but you know it is what it is. But um, overall, I mean, we, we knew this was the team that was able uh, – that had all the weapons possible – all the talent there to contend for a Big 12 championship. And not only did we surpass that, but now we get to see how this team is able to contend against a historically good program in Alabama. Um, it's going to be really exciting. Yeah, I mean, and what a season it was. Um, I think it was a classic. Like did it in K-State fashion in an extremely dramatic emotional roller coaster where you have the two, a loss to Tulane and the message boards are going crazy. Like, I don't know if Colin Klein's going to work out as an offensive coordinator. And, you know, if if Adrian Martinez continues to struggle, just throw in Jake Rubley because, you know, he looked good in those four pass attempts against South Dakota. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> I mean, Will Howard would be the third string QB Oh, as man, well. <laughs> that was, those were very different times. Those very were different such times. different times. Oh, my goodness. And then, I mean, we bounced back against the Oklahoma uh, against Oklahoma on the road. It's not aged well, but it was a top-10 team at the time. Adrian Martinez with the best game of his career. You couldn't have asked for anything better. You know, tough loss against TCU, bounced back against Oklahoma State, 48 nothing. Tough loss to Texas, bounced back against Baylor, went 31-3. to And we set ourselves up for a chance at the Big 12 title. We got there, and we got the work done. So it's been quite a season, John. Let's go ahead and get into ranking our top five moments from – 
the um, season so far. John, how about we start with you? What is your number five moment? This is going to be a little bit surprised, but I think the season deserves, uh, I think the top five deserves to start with a bang. And start and really similar to the football season, uh, it also started off with a bang with Malik, with Malik Knowles, 75-yard jet sweep touchdown to start the year off, leading South Dakota 7-6-0. And then extra point, of course, yeah. And a stretch play. This is Malik Knowles, 30, 35-40. Down the sideline, midfield. Malik to the 30. He's at the 20. 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas State on the... I, I, I'm not the one who cut that off early. That's actually our um, our replay op, Tyler Traxon. So if you want, you can now say, dang it, Tyler. Oh, dang it, Tyler. <sighs> Tyler. It is tough. I mean, because he's not listening. I will make an excuse for him. He's not listening to the audio of the call because, I mean, he has to replay every play. Yeah, it's, pretty it's much. difficult. And, you know, if he turns on the audio, it's going to have a huge echo in the control room. So it's a little tough. But yeah. anyway, I mean, it's still a great play. It was. Obviously. It, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they. I knew from from that first play, it was it was well organized. Like they knew they were gonna start off with that. Like it was like months in the making that they were just gonna run that play up South Dakota. Yeah, starts. and that jet sweep has been. I think. I mean, what does Malik Knowles have? Like six or seven rushes, and three of them are touchdowns. I want to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, before the um, TCU Big Twelve Championship game, I think it was only like five for three touchdowns because he was two for two against Kansas. And shout out. Uh, and by the way, Deuce Vaughn just came in clutch, blocking the South Dakota uh, defensive player and really created a gap for Malik Knowles to take it all the way back. Yeah, so... It was a linebacker for South Dakota. Yeah, yeah. so yours is the Malik Knowles 75-yard touchdown to start off the season. Um, for my number five, I'm just going to go with kind of a big-picture moment of, you know, after we beat Oklahoma State 48-0 to to storm the field and, you know, we're carrying Will Howard off. Uh, it was just such a cool scene, especially, you know, for a guy who's been through so much adversity to get the reward of that. And, you know, for me being on the field and see, getting all the students coming right at me, um, I did fear for my life a little bit. <laughs> but it was just a ton of fun. Here's the uh, call of the 48 to nothing game and then a Will Howard soundbite from Allison Williams' interview after that. Kansas State today under Chris Kleiman has its biggest point spread at the end of a game against a top 10 team in school history. With, with everything you've gone through in your career, what does it mean to come out here, start this game, get this win to preserve your standings in the Big 12, and have all these fans around you now cheering you on that may have doubted you in the past? It means everything. It means everything. And uh, I love this university. I love this team. That's why I'm still here. That's why, you know, I, I, I stuck it out through all those hard times. And, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for this team. I love I mean, just such a cool soundbite. Um, I think really that's one cool. could be used for a really long time. And, I mean, we didn't even know that the best was still yet to come mm-hmm. with Will Howard. Let's go ahead and go to number four. What's your number four moment, John? Kind of similar to you with just like a big overview type of moment, but, I mean, it's it's Deuce Vaughn. Uh, I mean, specifically, we kind of narrowed it down to, to his run against Texas Tech where just all the cut and, cuts and jukes, and, I mean, it was just incredible uh, seeing that, but I mean that pretty much described his entire season. When he when he's going one on one against a one uh, one defender, I mean it's just completely unfair because you know he's just going to completely juke you out and just just tear you apart. I mean we saw him in the Big Twelve Championship game where Deuce Vaughn came away uh, all, all alone at mid I mean at the open field and I mean he took he took one back while breaking a TCU's ankle 
uh, player's ankle as well. So I mean, yeah, yeah. For me, it's just overall Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, I've got I've got three of his plays in my honorable mentions. But let's go ahead and just let's just play all of them here since we're on the subject. We can just pull out any Deuce Vaughn run in here, pretty much at number four. So here's the Texas Tech run. Martinez, three out of his first four, and here's Deuce. He's got a crease. Thirty. Nice cut. Twenty-five. Stumbles to the twenty and down to the nineteen yard. So I mean he just I mean it's just embarrasses two Texas Tech defenders and then we got the huge run against Oklahoma State for sixty some yards. For those who just joined us, Adrian Martinez still dealing with a knee issue. Deuce Vaughn running away from the Cowboys. Touchdown. And then we've got the Baylor one um, with about two minutes left in the second quarter, where he just totally jukes out some guy in a, a passing play for a touchdown. And I do love the call of this, so let's go ahead and hear that. Here's a pass to Deuce Vaughn, cuts it inside, six points for number 22. And Devin Lemire, I feel sorry for you, young man, because this is not a position you want to be in. Boom, right foot in the end zone. My goodness. Slow, so, so, right foot. Boom. Sheesh. That's good stuff. That is good stuff from Deuce Vaughn. Sheesh. Sheesh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm sorry for you, young sir. You just had to face a uh, rap of Deuce right there. I mean, that's just an impossible situation. <laughs> he He's going to break that tackle every time. It is just un- unbelievable. So, I mean, again, you could throw any of those, including I didn't clip the TCU one. Um, for his touchdown, but you could throw that in as well, pretty much any of those, in your number four spot. Um, I think this one's in your list as well, John, but I'll go and say this is in my four spot here. Adrian Martinez's third and 16 run against OU. Um, I think that game alone made it worth it for Adrian to come to K-State. To play like that after a Tulane game where his play was in question, his family's there, and to have the game of his career like that and bounce back was just uh, truly amazing. Let's go ahead and hear the call for that. Third and 16 for Martinez. Didn't have time to throw it down the field. He runs instead. Martinez has the first down. Adrian Martinez. Unreal effort tonight for Kansas State. Are you kidding me? Did that just happen on third and forever? How? 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 I, I love Brock Heward. Yeah, man. and then the, he, he's a great coach. Oh yeah, shout out Jason Bidetti Jason and Brock Heward. I think they did three K State games this year. Um, they were one, two. They did the Texas yeah. game, right? Yeah, yeah, they did the Texas game. Yeah, we, and they, which Tim Brando for two of them. Uh, if anyway. Uh, yeah, great call on that. And, I mean, just the couple plays later with the touchdown and the bow, I mean, it's just a signature moment that's going to be played for a long time. I mean, taking into consideration all the struggles that he had at Nebraska and somewhat in the first three games of the season, in particular of a two-lane game where he just wasn't able to create any big plays. It was just not the best play calling on, on Klein's end. But, I mean, they, I mean the offense – especially under Martinez, was electric. I mean, whether it was accuracy uh, in the intermediate to the long passing game or textbook reads, I mean, Martinez was a one-man wrecking crew at the end of the day. I mean, it was just insane. Uh, The the passing attack was uh, used to set up a run. They were wildly efficient at at both times. Uh, I'm taking a look at the stats here. It was 21 at 34 for 234 yards uh, and a score for the air as well. So, I mean, he he had one heck of a performance. And, and really, the poise and the patience of a single caller shown through the biggest moments, especially in that Oklahoma game in which 
I want to say K-State didn't necessarily have nothing to lose. I don't know. I mean, it was just like a different different type of scene after that two-lane game. Yeah. Um, just a lot of criticism all around. But, yeah, 21 rushing attempts, 148 uh, uh, yards, and four touchdowns as well. I mean, he, he took whatever energy out of Oklahoma's uh, Gaylord's Family Stadium. I don't know what the stadium's called. I think that's what uh, it's called. Yeah, he, he, he used all of that to silence that crowd. Uh, and to stare back at one of their <laughs> salty cheerleaders. <laughs> and another thing about that Oklahoma game, Johnny, it was kind of our first exposure to Ben Sennett yes, at the wide receiver absolutely. position. Hit a few seam routes early. We're like, dang, Ben Sennett, he can play wide receiver. Little did we know he's an extreme athlete and the things he would do in the future with the hurdle against Texas and the crazy catch, the two touchdowns against Baylor. I mean, how much one- of an asset he would be. Uh, really catching a ball for traffic as well against Baylor and, and another game against West Virginia as well. So I mean, I mean that that, that caught me completely by surprise with with his performance as well. Yeah, let's go in here. Is your what is your number three, John? Oh, that was my number three. Three number three is your the okay. Adrian Martinez third and sixteen. All right, awesome. Well, I can just get to my number three. I don't have a clip for this, but go just ahead. generally for my number three spot. Um, in the you know f- my favorite moments from the K State football season was um, Will Howard his first drive against TCU, mm-hmm. and then going on to score four straight TDs after that and being up twenty eight ten at one point. Just because like personally like we were watching this game with Ace from the Aggieville Alley Cats, and oh, yeah. we we're, Will Howard's coming in we're like. Oh, this again? It's just like well, when it, well, Ace was like, no, no, Will Howard slander allowed. Oh yeah, he's a <laughs> he's a he's the biggest Will Howard. He saw it coming and it paid off for him. But I mean, it's like the third year in a row. You know, mm-hmm. we've have to go to our backup quarterback. You know, after an injury, it was just kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. And then like I don't know, in three or four plays, you know, throw a jump ball to Cade Warner makes a crazy catch. We're like, what? Wait, what? What? What, and what then, is this? And then he's and then he's like, want to see me do it again? And he did it again, and then he did it again, and again, and again. And it's just like, I mean, I, th- I said it uh, during our TC recap the first time. Like, I think K-State Twitter kind of peaked during that moment with all the Will Howard memes. It was just it just caught everybody by surprise. You know, everybody had talked about how, you know, best backup quarterback in the country, and I think we finally saw a glimpse of that for the first time. And really just a lot of criticism from Chris, I mean, just towards Chris Kleiman when he was making, uh, when he was saying that, and, I mean, even to my to my end, I, I wasn't fully aware of the progress Will Howard has made. I mean, he's gotten big, uh, lengthy. I mean, he he's to he's to the size and uh, caliber of any of any Big Twelve quarterback, uh, and just hasn't really panned out for him in the first two years. And the next thing you know, uh, he comes in for the TCU game, and he's just he's just launching darts everywhere and. Little did we know that's that's not all he could have done based on what we've seen late uh, late in the season as well. Yeah, and considering we were this you know dynamic rushing attack with Adrian Martinez, and then Will Howard comes in, and where there's just like this air raid running air gun raid offense. Like what? Is what? That? what? What? <laughs> air raid offense. What is, At Kansas State <laughs> University of all places. Oh man, it was just Bill, Bill Snyder would be freaking out right. Oh, now. I'm sure I, he I, lost. You I'm sure he lost his mind in his own very subtle way. But I mean, that was just such a cool experience. Through that to be up, just it was just so surreal and shocking. I just I laughed pretty much the. I just couldn't believe it. It was so just unbelievable. I I, I was just enjoying every moment, including Ace just overreacting as well when we yeah. were at Tanner's, um, but. 
Oh geez, I mean he 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 was very creative with all of his memes. And I, I mean he yeah. he even even yelled at the TV when when Tim Brando <laughs> said Olathe oh. as Olaf. 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 Hey, that does desert. I mean Olaf. Tim. Oh my God. Tim. Timothy. What are Timothy we doing? Brando. Right. He, he, he. Yeah. All right. So yours is the Adrian Martinez third and sixteen run. Mine's the kind of like the Will Howard's first drive against TCU. Your number two favorite moment from the K State football season? Gonna have to go with Ty Zetner's field goal in the Big Twelve championship game. Yeah, that's totally. So um, I actually have a so obviously yeah. the top two have to be you know either way it, it depends on what your order is but the yeah. fourth and goal stand and the fourth Ty Zetner field yeah. goal. Those yeah I, honest, yeah right there. All right, let's um, let's go ahead and hear the goal line stand real quick, and then we'll hear the field goal. Miller's got the football, fighting, stretching, no signal. Stock short, fourth down. Miller is the back. He's got the ball. You know, John, I will say is like as mediocre as his call is for the game-winning field goal. Chris Fowler's call of that fourth down stand is absolutely incredible. The K State defense rises up, but he did call Chris Kleiman Clemens. Yeah, so he did call him that, Kleiman. That's at the, end. that's the one knock on his uh, call right there. But uh, I mean, wow, just that entire sequence there, it, it just boggled my mind. I I was losing it. Um, so we we can talk about like why why we have uh, the number one and number two flip flop, but um, uh, for for me it's for me it uh, it was the fourth down goal, it it was the goal line stop that that really gave Casey all the momentum to win this game and to furthermore seal seal the win with Ty Zentner's field goal. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. Where like the the fourth down and goal stand was a little more unexpected. You kind of ex- you just kind of just feel like it's a given that TCU's going to get a yard, you know, or even half a yard basically. While the Ty Zentner field goal, I mean, I didn't say I was feel like 100% confident, but I mean, it, I felt really confident. Um, it's just to seal the deal like that and win the field goal kind of put me had me put that as the number one, mm-hmm. but I could, I mean, you're honestly kind of changing my mind here. Cause I mean, that fourth down and goal, that's going to be the thing that's going to be in every K state history hype video until we're buried in the ground, John. Well, I, I'll add two factors into this as well. When dealing with a very explosive offense like TCU, on the first two, I want to say two plays of overtime for TCU's offense, Kendra Mailer had a big run like inside the 15, maybe to the 10. Um, but then next thing you know, Duggan, he had an, he had another big run uh, on the next play, taking it all the way to the one-yard line, almost was a touchdown. And K-State just stops him back-to-back times. And not only did they stop him back-to-back times, but they also had an injury occurring after the third down with Uso Samalo going down. Yeah. So who, who, who comes in, none other than the nose guard, the Manhattan zone, Damian Alalio. He gets him. He gets gets in some tackles as well, and on top of that, just Eli Huggins coming in there. Felix Enyedike, Uzama, Cody Stuffelbean, uh, just I mean they just melee 
Ken, Kendra Miller. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I, 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 I'll say this as well. The play calling for TCU in that situation was no. It, you cannot do. You cannot hand it off to Kendra Miller in that type of position. You just got to go for the quarterback sneak. Yeah, um, you got to go for a quarterback. You got to go for the quarter. Even if you know Max Duggan, he you know he's gonna fight that out and get it in there. You know you think he he's a smart enough dude to be able to jump, reach over the top, get it over the pylon. I mean, maybe they didn't want to play him just with how exhausted he was at the end of regulation. He kind of he was barely able to breathe. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. But I mean, questionable play calling on TCU's end. But man, it, I mean, we were I was just losing my mind. Uh, in the stands after that stop, I thought I thought the reaction from the K State sideline would have been a little bit louder, <laughs> because I mean we just we just held them to scoreless in overtime, and and all we needed to do was score three or seven to win three or six to win the game so yeah maybe they were just locked in talking to coordinators you know figuring out their game plan offensively but i don't know and for me what puts ty zentner at number two but the kick for ty zentner at number two is mainly because of the confidence um but i mean he also had that look as well he was staring at how he's like oh yep i'm gonna i'm gonna do this Uh, i'm gonna shatter tcu's big 12 dreams right here yeah and and all he all and all they had to do was just place the kick ride and he just it was like a simple chip shot for him, and we came away with the Big 12 championship. Yeah, I mean, it's nice playing in a dome. Don't have to account for any wind like there was in Fort Worth. Bill, Bill so. Snyder Family Stadium South, by the way. <laughs> we, we've won back-to-back already. So, yeah. Uh, we, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, <laughs> it's it's a pretty nice path you go on. You know, you're, you're in Kansas, and then you go to Kansas South, um, take a visit to Stillwater, well, we'll call and, we'll call Norman. We'll call uh, Lawrence Manhattan East. Yeah, Manhattan fall. East. You know, and then you just go all the way down and go to uh, you know, <laughs> Lubbock. Bill Snyder. Lubbock South. as Southwest Manhattan. Yeah, because we always own them as well. Yeah, it's really. And then you know, next year we're coming for Texas. Listen, dude, and that's the one I, thing we, we got to check off our bucket list. We got to check this. Off. We we got to check that Texas win off of our bucket list. Yeah, uh, we cannot have him going to the SEC without at least one loss to Chris Klein. Yeah. So, um, so obviously our top two moments, you can kind of flip it either way, the fourth and goal stand and the ties in their field goal, depending on which way you go. Um, so that kind of caps off our top five favorite moments from this 2022 Big 12 champion K-State football season. How about some honorable mentions, John? Um, I've got wow. – I had the deuce runs, basically, that you didn't mention, you know, against Oklahoma State, Baylor, TCU, because those weren't in my top five. But how about four straight interceptions against Missouri? Yeah, I think that's, that's a big one, too. Uh, I'd, I'd also add in that special teams return. You know, you're coming yeah. out of a rain delay, and uh, you get a big stop forcing Missouri to, to bring out their special teams. And next thing you know, they were not prepared for Phillip Brooks to take it back. And, yeah, but four interceptions as well. That's mainly what I took away from that Missouri game. Uh, and also on top of that, Eli Dork, uh, Drinkwitz is Eli Dorkwitz. Uh, yeah, Dorkwitz. I wanted to say Dorkwitz, uh, but he's he's an absolute clown show of a coach. I mean, but he did go six and six this year, John, and lit up a big cigar. So I, mean, I know who, who gets I mean, the last laugh. I mean, sure, I what mean, a season! I mean, what, what what a season! What I mean, you, what a perfect way you could have <laughs> just capped it off against Kansas as well. But uh, they were scared, of course. Uh, that's the most Missouri thing to ever occur. And, oh my and next thing you know, you got your rival Arkansas taking your place as well so. man well i mean what a season what a ride we're not done yet obviously we not still done yet. we got bama ahead of us um we'll i think we will work oh to- i'd also bring in that uh block punt against south dakota as oh, well. oh yeah that's a big one too desmond pernell 
what coming up clutch right there. So, man, I mean, there was just a lot of great moments. Of course, you're going to have to throw in KU, beating KU and uh, yeah, the, Iowa State the, as well. I mean, like the 80-yard deuce screen, you could throw yeah, that in there. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, there's been a ton of great moments from the season. I'm sure there are still a few more left in that Sugar Bowl game. Absolutely. But for now, up next on the Shake and Blake Show with Blake Crawford and John Garrow, we'll recap men's and women's basketball, and then we'll do K-State sports trivia all up next. And we're back on the Shake and Blake Show with Blake Crawford and John Grove. We just recapped our top five favorite moments from the 2022 K-State football season so far. So far. And we are next going to talk about men's basketball against Abilene Christian. We didn't get a chance to talk about the Wichita State game. We're kind of past it. The it game was, was, it was also kind of ugly. It was me, a so. very ugly game. We needed another clutch Marquise Noel three to win, and it just kind of looked like street ball so i didn't it's you know we got the win and we got out that's kind of all i care about which is kind of strange because we saw in the past two years but it's been kind of an ugly showing for both k-state and wichita state uh but always marquis just always comes in clutch of the last moments and just takes out <laughs> takes out the heart and souls of wichita state of those, fans of those just rips it, just rips it out and just dangles it in front of them you know it's, yeah it's like <laughs> You know, I don't. I don't know if I've told you this, John, but um, our the announcer for the baseball team I interned for it was at ASU. There was a guy um, on the other team who played for Wichita State. He called oh, yeah. them. He called them the Wichita State Corn Shockers, and I was like, I was like, it's the it's the it's the wheat it's the wheat shockers. I call I call them the wheat thins. The wheat thins. That's a good one. The wheat thins. Uh, and then I also came up with a meme. Wichita is in a state. I'll put that on Twitter yeah, as I li- well. I like I like that one. Yeah, Wichita is in a state. Well, um, let's talk about Abilene Christian. Uh, well, first of all, we can talk about the part that we could watch live because ESPN Plus was totally down for basically the whole first and, half. And, and by the and by the way, I, I was working that game as well. It wasn't on us. We were just doing our production. Yeah, don't. It, it was on ESPN Plus. So just trying to get that message out there. Yeah, don't blame don't blame anybody at K State. This was an ESPN wide. Yeah, thing. It, it was ESPN wide. Yeah. You couldn't watch Oklahoma's basketball game. You couldn't watch Baylor's game either. Uh, I mean, it's it was a rough night for for ESPN. Thanks. Yeah, I there was a lot of complaining on Twitter, but you know maybe it's for the best. I mean, at least for those first ten minutes, because good lord. Well, on top of that, they, but people who also have like the Disney bundle with like Hulu, they 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 got the benefit of watching the game too. So that that's that's good. Yeah, um, my point there being, it was a rough start for K State. By the way, yeah. Wild Wildcats versus Wildcats here. Both, purple Wildcats. Both purple Wildcats. And their mascots are named Willie. <laughs> It's it, and this isn't Northwestern who we're dealing with, y'all. Yeah. We're dealing with a private, a non-affordable Christian school called Abilene Christian. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Go go ahead. Point is, yeah, the battle for Wildcat supremacy. We were close to losing it, um, at least in the first half. ASU was ACU, excuse me, was super hot. I mean, they started mm. five of seven from three. They got up 23-10 to 10 at one point. They're up 28-14 with nine minutes left in the first half. I mean, they were shooting, I think, over 60%. It was just unbelievable. Yeah, around, around 70%, especially from behind the arc as well. But, um, yeah, K-State flipped a switch, fortunately, I believe a 21-6 to 6 run uh, to end the half. So uh, taking the lead 35-34, and then pretty much a game kind of separated in the second half. 
as well. Yeah, those first 10 minutes, I mean, we just looked super sloppy. We weren't really moving the ball a ton. You know, I think Marquise and Keontae were both kind of trying to yeah. run a lot of iso ball, turn it over a lot. It just wasn't Jerome Tang basketball. It was not. Um, it is tough to note, John, we only had eight scholarship players. Um, no Bebe, Giola, oh, right. yeah. and Ish Masood were out as well. So, I mean, David Gasson was kind of our lone big along with Naquan Tomlin, but he's not. Naquan's more of a more guard than big in his play style. Mm-hmm. Um, but first off, you got to give a shout out to David, David Gasson. David Gasson, that's right. 23 points, nine of nine from the field, and we needed everything from him. And you got to give a lot of credit to Marquise Noel as well, who was feeding him the ball. 12 assists on the game. Uh, he was giving uh, David Gasson a lot of open looks. Yep, a new a new career high for uh, Ingasson as well. But um, another thing that I would add to a little bit of concern, he was four of eleven from the free throw line, and we've seen from some of the um, from some of the players already. The free throw line is uh is just, I mean it's it's free it's free money right there, and and they just not been able to cash in at times. But um, uh, you also had four double figure scores with Keontae Johnson, Naquan. They dropped twelve, and Marquise he he notched another double double as well with fifteen and. 12 assists uh, on top of that as well. Oh, and he also passed he passed 200 while at K-State. Uh, tw- 200 assists, I want to say. Uh, making him the fastest Wildcat to the market. Just 32 games. Wow. 32 games, uh, which is putting him at, like, and I'm 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 quoting uh, Bring On The Cats here from SB Nation. He, and they're putting him at Stephen Henson levels. Uh, Stephen Henson That's levels. high praise. Very high praise. <laughs> that is that is very high praise in uh, in K State lore. Um, but what did we, John? What do we do to kind of get it together in those last ten minutes into the second half? It didn't really feel like we did anything. You know, we didn't play out of our minds. It felt like we just got back to the basketball yeah. we've been playing. Abilene Christian, they kind of just regressed to the mean. You know, they couldn't shoot like that the entire game. Um, they got a little cold, and we just started to get our, do our thing. Um, the defense got a lot better as well. And we are able to just kind of play the basketball that we're used to and kind of cruise. And on top of that, they were just a little bit gassed when getting up uh, um, front court. And K-State was able to generate a few turnovers, including uh, one that they were able to take back uh, for, what was it, uh, on the wi- the the window slam? I, oh, I, yeah. We're, yeah, we're, yeah. Was yeah. it Keontae and Nacon were both trying to dunk oh, it? Oh, no. I think um, I want to say Tyke Green. Oh, it might have been Tyke. Well, no. Well, Keontae came from a dunk and two more players uh, were, were wanting to go for that as yeah, well. Yeah, it's, like it's like the most K-State play ever. I mean, Naquan had some nice dunks, too. There was one where he's in the corner, pump fakes, and then does another little pump fake, yep. drives baseline for a dunk. I mean, this team is just so flashy. We'll see if we can keep up the flash during Big 12 play because obviously this conference is just going to be a gauntlet. I mean, we start 8-1 and one now is our record. Best start since 2017-2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and next up on Sunday, uh, 2 o'clock in Bramlage, we're playing Incarnate Word. Um, I don't know why I thought it was Ward, but anyway. And then we head to KC to play Nebraska at the T-Mobile Center. And a much better Nebraska team than what we have been accustomed to seeing for the past few years. Fred Hoiberg looks as if he's turning around that program. And on top of that, they just went into Omaha, and they finally beat Creighton as well. So, I mean, this is not the same Nebraska team that we saw last year. Well, folk, I mean, focus on Incarnate Ward first. I mean, can't, can't always overlook teams. Um but but Nebraska is going to set up a big challenge uh, in Kansas City. Yeah, only three games left of oh, well, I mean the Florida game, but three games left before we start conference play. Um, we play Radford on December twenty first, then get a few days off for the holidays, and then we play West Virginia at home New Year's Eve, the same day as the Sugar Bowl. 
Um, we'll see if we can get a similar thing like we had um, in the previous basketball game um, on December 3rd when K-State won the Big 12 championship. And they moved the time as well for West Virginia game, yeah, 6 o'clock. Uh, and I also want to say this as well. Shout out to Jerome Tang for giving the players some of a holiday break. I mean, we we, we saw dates on like the December 28th or December 29th against teams before under the Bruce Weber era, but he's getting some of the players off during the holiday break. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, to- kudos to that. You make a great point, John, but to be fair, I think this was already set before Jerome Tang became the coach. I think the Cal game was the only one he scheduled, as far as I know. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, he did, yeah. It was a great point, John, if um, it was true. If it was true. (laughs) Man. That's, oh, man, Man. journalism is fun, isn't it? Anyway. (laughs) Not when it's used against against you. Oh, my. That's what it's like in the... In the in, it's business. in the biz, John. That's let's, what it's like in the biz. Let's pivot to a game that was slightly less interesting, um, for good reason. Um, K State playing the Ruse of Kansas City, beating them. The women's number twenty fourth ranked women's basketball team beating the Ruse seventy two to forty five. Um, I mean, John, I think you just read Kansas City thirty three turnovers, and it's just like, do I need to look at any other stats? I mean, oh my goodness, not necessarily. Thir- 33 turnovers, and that's like almost – I mean, you're getting at almost one a minute. Well, on top of that, yeah, as well, you got Emily Ebert leading the team with 14 points. But another thing to uh, point out as well – man, I just said point twice. Uh, but she made 32 consecutive free throws. That's the third longest streak in program history. I know Peyton Williams uh, was on top of that list as well. Uh, I can't remember who else is on that as well, but shout out to her. But, yeah, you mentioned it. The defense, I mean, forced 33 turnovers on Kansas City. Kansas City looked looked pretty good early on, but, I mean, just quick. I mean, they were just gassed real quickly, and K-State uh, just turned the tides. Yeah, and I, I mean, we really needed those 33 turnovers. Not Maybe not needed them, but, I mean, we didn't shoot it well from three. Four yeah, of 24. Um I mean, it is kind of a nice consolation that you score 72 points and beat a team by, you know, 27 when you shoot it awful from three and you're 34% for, or excuse me, um, you know, 36% from the field. So, that, I mean, that's kind of a nice thing to know that you don't, you know, it's nice when you don't have to shoot the ball extremely well to still come out with a big victory. Uh, one more thing I do want to note, John, uh, only one player got more than 10 shots. It was Briley Glenn off the bench. She had 11 points. So we were moving the ball around, kind of getting everybody involved. Not everybody shot it super well, but I think that distribution and not just relying on Gabby Gregory a ton is something that we'll definitely rely on as we get into uh, Big 12 conference play. Yeah. Yep, ab- absolutely. Yeah. All right. Cool. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. All right. You I, just I, throw it back to me, John. Let's I, I, I just totally blacked out there for. No, a we got it. We got to get K State Sports Trivia in, John. So I'm glad you did that. The Cats also head to Kansas City, but a little bit sooner tomorrow they play South Dakota State at Municipal Auditorium, yep. and then about eight days later, December 18th, they come home to Bramlage, play Northern Colorado. One of the last opportunities to play a Municipal Auditorium as well. So uh, Jeff Mitty, being a Kansas City native, he knows how much it's going to mean to him for sure. Well, that's definitely something interesting to note. All right, John, we're yeah. got about <laughs> 12 minutes left here. We're going to finish it with K-State Sports Trivia next on the Shake and Blake Show with Blake Crawford and John Grove. And now it's time to play everybody's favorite game, K-State Sports Trivia. 
Crawford challenge my co-host John Grove to a series of K-State sports trivia questions. Josh Freeman, like we've just mentioned, is the all-time career passing yards leader at K-State. But of all the non-quarterbacks at K-State, who has the most passing yards? I'm going to gamble. Go big or go home. Daniel Thomas is... Woo! Correct. It's correct. Yes! Y'all see who, what I'm dealing with here? Yeah. Hey, y'all know what time it is. It's time for K-State Sports Trivia on the Shake and Blake Show with Blake Crawford and John Grove live here on Wildcat 91.9. The last 10 minutes we have left. Oh, man, I've been meaning to redo that intro, but I State think. Sports Trivia. <laughs> it's, just, it's just too good. It's just too good. There's Especially the like the part where, you know, the song ends the year. Yes. I just think that, yes. that really works out perfectly. All right. Absolutely. I got seven questions for you, John. They're all football related. So let's go. Question one. Oh. That was kind of loud. It's okay. I think you can get this one. What is Chris Kleiman's record against top 10 teams? Top 10 teams. This has been a step that's been thrown around a, a little bit. Huh. If, I want to say three and two. Oh, no. Wait. No. That's, that doesn't sound right. Nope. I'll I mean, give you another chance. Uh, okay. Yeah. That didn't sound right. Uh, okay. So you beat Oklahoma. Twice, 2019-2020. I can't remember if we'd been in. No, we didn't be in 2021. I want to say four and one. No. Five and two. Okay, that's actually pretty good. Can you do you think you can come up with the wins and losses? All right, yeah, I can try it out. Um, So you beat Oklahoma twice. Uh, Well, actually, no, three times. Oh, that, there you go. Yeah, three times. Three times. Uh, you beat Oklahoma State as well. Who else did we? TCU. Beat? Oh yeah, because man. Yeah. Uh, Your two then, losses. Then the two losses were to TCU early on in the season, and was it Oklahoma last year? Yes. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah. You still drinking water? But five and two. <laughs> That's my play-by-play. Thanks right for the there. play-by-play there, John. Five and two against top ten teams. Pretty unbelievable. All right. Let's get to question two. Who's the highest-ranked opponent K-State has played in a bowl game? Especially relevant since we're playing fifth-ranked Alabama. In a bowl game. Is it 2011 versus Arkansas? Nope. 2012 versus Oregon? 2003 versus Ohio State? Or 1996 versus BYU? Again, highest-ranked opponent K-State has played in a bowl game. I completely forgot about the BYU one. Um... Boy, I'm going to go with Oregon, 2012 Oregon. Because of it. That's correct. Yes. Uh, okay, honestly, I thought the BYU well, Cotton Bowl. I, I it's thought... actually, you're, you're, either one is right because it's a tie. They're bo- a tie. They were both ranked fifth. Okay. Now, if you remember, we've talked about this a little bit. 1996, we're still in the Bowl Alliance, right? And right. independent teams didn't have a contract to the Alliance Bowls. So fifth-ranked BYU kind of got screwed well, out of no, an Alliance well, Bowl. Well, here's the, well no, here's the thing. BYU was in the Western Athletic Conference. Yeah. They were, oh, they, yeah, they were. Yeah, they were in the wank back in the day playing Wyoming and all those schools yeah. like that. So, I mean, but, they were able to get in. And I remember it was also a sea of purple that day as well. It was a lot of K-State fans. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They were in the whack. But point being, they didn't. They weren't contracted to a big alliance ball. Yeah, that's um, right. Being a, the fifth-ranked team in the country. Yeah, Oregon also fifth, so a tie there. 2011 Arkansas and 2003 Ohio State both were ranked seventh. I want to say this as well. I mean, just kind of what you said about BYU and not getting the 
uh, like the tie-ins right. We've seen that it's like the BCS Busters, like Boise State making it to Fiesta Bowl. TCU had a few years, like that Rose Bowl, yeah, the Rose Bowl year. Yeah, so, so just stuff like that. I just found kind of amusing and interesting. Yeah, BCS. That's. I mean, it's crazy to think that the BCS is like nostalgic now, and we've been in the it, thick of the playoff it's, for it's, close to ten years. Which is weird because this would have been the perfect year to have a BCS because you have Georgia and Michigan undefeated. Yeah. But okay, I mean we can do, we can have four teams and settle this. Yeah, and then get up to all the way up to you know twelve teams in a couple of years. All right. Yep. Question three. Just when we didn't think uh, uh, twelve uh, four teams was yeah. enough. With a third Big Twelve championship under our belt and a date with Bama and the Sugar Bowl, we're likely to be ranked in the AP season preseason top twenty-five in twenty twenty-three. When was the last time K State was ranked in the AP preseason top twenty-five? I'm gonna go twenty thirteen. I'll give you some multiple choice. 2013, oh, 2014, okay. 2015, 2017. I'm still rolling with, jeez, uh, I got to go with 2013. 2013 is shocking, shockingly incorrect. Um, I think we were ranked in the preseason in 2014. We were, we were. But 2017, we were ranked 20th in the preseason. Oh, really? Yeah. Coming off Man. of Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl victory, I believe. It wasn't the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl. Oh, it was uh Was that Texas Bowl? Yeah, Texas okay. Bowl against A and M. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought we weren't I thought we weren't ranked at all. No, we, um, yeah, we were. Yeah, man, it was kind of a yeah, it's a little it was a weird year, definitely. I mean um, I think we we're nine and four, so I mean, you know. I mean we'll I mean bad. we'll we'll take we'll take a nine one season. All right, let's go on to question four here. John, you're Got two right, one wrong so far. Kind of struggling a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think you're doing fine. Okay, I think actually this one's kind of tough. Um, this this is a bit of an interesting one. Uh, Will ahead. Howard's four touchdown passes against Oklahoma State is tied for the most passing touchdowns in a single game for K Staters, with 15 other games by eight different quarterbacks. Wow! Can you name five of them? Because mm. there's, can you name five? If I can name five. Five K-State quarterbacks who've thrown for four touchdowns in a game. Not including Will Howard, because I just said him. Okay, not including Will Howard. All right. I don't know if Colin Klein's going to be one. No. no. Not not okay. passing. This not is, passing. Oh, uh, wait. Oh, passing. Passing oh, touchdowns. Passing just touchdowns. passing touchdowns. Okay, okay, man. I, boy, this is going to be one I'm struggling on. Is L. Roberson one? Yep. He's a, he did it two times. Okay. Um, Michael Bishop. Yep, three times. Oh, jeez. I want to say Jake Waters as well, but yep, really, Jake Waters did it twice. Okay. Um. Oh, Carson Coffin's definitely no, no, not Carson Coffin. Uh, uh. Um. Uh. What? What? What was his name? Oh, uh, who? Jeez, this was like back in the '93 season. Who? Who was that? Oh. You're on the right. You know, that's the guy. Uh, Matt Miller. No, before him. Wait, what? What? Um, jeez. What about Ron Prince? Who's huh? the Ron Prince guy? Oh man! Come on, first round draft pick. First round draft pick. Wait. 2007, you know, 2007, 2006. Wait, Jordan Nelson was not a first Wait, A quarterback. A quarterback? John. I'm sorry. I don't even know how many you've named, but. It's my. my Three. Memory ain't working. I I, I get. You want to throw in the towel? I'm throwing in the towel. Okay, so you got three of them. I'm sorry, guys. Um, Josh Freeman. 
It was just, wait, really? Yeah. He Josh did, Freeman. He did it one time. Wow. Chad okay. May was the guy you're thinking That's, of. That's, yeah. Uh, uh, L. Roberson. Uh, um, Paul Watson, who's a pre-Snyder guy, so yeah, whatever. And Brian Kavanaugh. Brian Kavanaugh. Um, okay. Yeah, those are the eight guys now oh, alongside man. Will Howard. Who I did can't it. believe I did not think of Josh Freeman or was, Chad May. I was really pulling for you, John. We got a couple know, minutes I was, left. I was so, disappointing. So let's get through these. Uh, oh, this one's fun. Uh, I'm going to drop some names on you, John, and I want you to tell me which one of these guys was not a former K-State football player. Go ahead. How about this? We got Jimmy Dean. I, re- I Yep, Jimmy Dean. Was. Hi, hi, Falbian. Scrap De Leon. And Jeff Snodgrass. Which one of these is not a former K State football player? What was the second and third ones you said? Um Hi Fabian and Scrap De Leon. Scrap De Leon. That's your answer? Uh-huh. All right. That's correct. Uh yeah, Jimmy Dean was yeah. um although he's a great breakfast sandwich, was a wide receiver from ninety five to ninety six. Hi Fabian was a cornerback in 1951, and Jeff Snodgrass was a kicker in 2005 and 2006. Mm-hmm. Scrap De Leon is a reality star on the show Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Um, so he also has the same birthday as me. So that's which would make out. a really good name for a football player. All right, two more questions. Let's zoom through these, John. Zoom through these real quickly. Who's our leading tackler this season? Austin Moore, Drake Cheatham, Josh Hayes, or Kobe Savage? Uh, oh. Austin oh. Moore, Drake Cheatham, Josh Hayes, Kobe Savage, leading tackler. Let's go Austin Moore. Austin Moore is correct. Okay, well, nice. All right, here we go, here we go. All right, according go. to College Football Reference, K-State has the second toughest strength of schedule, only behind what team? Kansas, Colorado, Texas, or Alabama? <sighs> according to College Football Reference, it's they vary Alabama. a lot. It's not Alabama. It's not, yeah, it's not Alabama. Uh, I want to say Texas. That's, yeah, all right. That's correct. That's way to end it, right? All there. right, with ten seconds left. All right. All right, let's keep it out right there. All sure, right. Go. All right. Thank you for listening to the Shaken Blake Show. Make sure you're following us on Twitter and find our podcast wherever you get a Shaken Blake and Cats by Ninety. Cats by Ninety.